Blog Talk Radio. Your attention, please, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for coming. I am who It's Tuesday night, and it's 7.30 p.m., everyone. It's time for your national family radio talk show, Let's Talk America, with host Shana Thorne. The acclaimed news talk program has earned a reputation as a high-quality example of digital journalism. We deliver the conversations you want to hear about the news defining our times. You can expect expert and celebrity guests weekly. This popular show is the recipient of the Bold Award in Journalism and has the We Day Excellency in Journalism Award. Let's bring in our on-air host, the one and only Shana Thornton. Well, good Tuesday evening, everyone, and welcome to your national award-winning family news talk program, Let's Talk America, with host Shana Thornton. Of course, I am Shana, and I am excited and honored that you have opted to join us live this Tuesday. It is May 3rd, 2016. Happy May to everyone, and uh, so far, we've had some great weather in many parts of the U.S. Now, if you don't know, you should know that this program offers universal news. News talk for every single member of your household. This show is kid-friendly. I do uh, want that to be known for everyone out there, so you can always feel comfortable uh, that your kids um, or your nieces or nephews or your grandkids are listening in with you to this very show. We offer the topics and the issues and exclusive interviews that you want to hear with the leading experts and celebrities of the various fields. So we always try to offer something for everyone, and we also have some very exciting news. Let's Talk America with host Shana Thornton will debut on the WAEC Love 860 AM radio station in Atlanta, Georgia, very soon. Of course, it will be this Saturday, May 7th. This is Mother's Day weekend. That's right, Saturday, May 7th at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Now, if you're in the Atlanta metropolitan area, join us by tuning us in in the car. Again, uh, the dial numbers are 860 AM radio, or you can listen online, okay? So you can certainly listen online. You can visit our website. It will lead you to that direct online link. Our website is www.letstalkamerica with shanathornton.com. Again, that's www.letstalkamerica with shanathornton.com. Or you can simply put in Love 860 AM Radio in your favorite search engine, and you will find the website there. We are very honored to be expanding, so do join us. Of course, we will continue to stream live each and every Tuesday night at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time um, through our very own website and also through Blog Talk Radio. But we are excited to debut again with WAEC, Love 860 AM Radio in Atlanta. And moving forward, we will broadcast there on first and third Saturdays. First and third Saturdays. And we are kicking it off in this month, this beautiful month of May. Hey, everyone. Happy spring to everyone out there. Well, we've got one amazing guest lineup for you tonight. I am so, so excited to feature a great exclusive interview with the award-winning filmmaker and breast cancer survivor, the amazing Cheryl Ash Simpson. She joins me tonight for a very sincere conversation about fighting cancer, uh, the love of her life, or her acclaimed documentary about cancer, and so much more. You want to hear this. This is for everyone, okay? It's not just 
just for females. It's for males also. The youth are certainly invited to listen in. Do message others right now. This is a very important uh, topic. You want to hear this. We will also feature an interview on a very serious disease. I'm talking about Alzheimer's uh, with the Alzheimer's Association, Vice President of Constituent Services. And you want to hear uh, this very critical and timely conversation about this disease, okay? They are uh, trying their best to help um, fight this disease and uh, help those who are living with it, okay? So do know um, that the statistics say that uh, every 69 seconds, someone is diagnosed with this disease. So this is very serious. Also, a uh, quick question. Do you know the difference among prescription drugs when it comes to uh, branded, generic, and biosimilars? Well, perhaps you do, but you want to join me for more information with the chairman of the Alliance for Safe Biologics. And lastly, we feature an amazing and exclusive interview with a top economist from J.P. Morgan Chase. He joins me to talk about the job market. That's right, I said it, the job market and the global economy. And everyone in the job market and those thinking about starting their own business will want to listen to his exclusive interview. So we've got some great conversations lined up for you tonight. Also, you know, we adore wonderful talk and conversation and interviews, but we also love and admire uh, wonderful music. And tonight uh, we will feature some amazing new music from vocalist Donrico Coden II. Donrico Coden II. Uh, you want to hear this new track. It's amazing. It's pretty impressive, all right? So we do have a full show tonight. It's not too long, so get ready. Right now, I would please ask and encourage you to hashtag LTA Radio, LTA Radio. Right now, let others know that you are tuned in to your family radio talk show. Also, please message someone you love because we are talking about critical issues tonight. We're talking about cancer. We're talking about Alzheimer's disease. We're talking about new drugs on the market for various diseases and conditions. And lastly, we're talking about the U.S. economy and the global economy, okay? So we have the best experts lined up tonight. Uh, they're experts and leading uh, individuals and advocates in their field. So you want to join us. Come along with Let's Talk America Radio this Tuesday night as we feature some exclusive conversations. Well, everyone, LTA Radio is on right now, okay? Again, tell everyone that you're tuned in live. Even if you're listening us to, on the replay podcast, let others know. And you can do that on your favorite social media site, be it Twitter, be it Instagram, be it Pinterest, be it Google Plus. Hey, are you out there on Snapchat? Hashtag LTA Radio right now. Take a selfie. Let others know that you are very excited to be tuned in to talk radio. That is a substance. All right, everyone, we are set to go right now. LTA Radio is in your ear. Let's get it. Do you need to see a doctor today and can't wait two weeks for an appointment? Are you tired of waiting for hours on end in the emergency room? Well, good news. Get Well Urgent Care is open seven days a week from 10 a.m. until 10 p.m. Dr. Baruti and his well-trained staff specialize in minor surgical procedures like keloid removal, IV therapy, telemedicine, and a six-month physician-supervised weight loss program. Get Well Urgent Care is located in Douglasville, Georgia, Interstate 20, Exit 37. Call 404-937-3508 or go to www.getwellga.org. Hi, this is Shirley, and we just love listening to Let's Talk America with host Shana Thorpe. Hi. 
my name is Kavarga, and I listen to Let's Talk America. Hi, my name is Nicole Dodd, and I'm tuning in every Tuesday at 7.30 to Let's Talk America with host Shayna Thornton. This is Audrey, and I'm listening to Let's Talk America with Shayna Thornton. This is such an awesome show. If you're not connected, you really need to be. Welcome back, everyone. As always, I want to acknowledge and thank all of our national sponsors and partners. You make this award-winning national program what it is. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Also, I'd be remiss if I did not thank our amazing and loyal and dedicated weekly listeners. Thanks for sticking with Let's Talk America Radio. This is your very own homegrown radio talk show. And also, thank you for sharing all of our great information with family, friends, colleagues, and neighbors. We have gotten the feedback. We've gotten the messages. Thank you for sharing. It means everything. Your support as a listener truly is priceless. Hey, if this is your very first time tuning in to Let's Talk America Radio, we thank you. We appreciate you. And we hope you will return next week as we will continue to feature new and diverse topics with different leading expert and celebrity guests. Well, also, if this is your very first time, you should know that it's time for our signature in the news. And this is where we present the top trending national and global news in just minutes. Also, a friendly reminder to everyone out there that Let's Talk America Radio has collaborated with the one and only SCB TV Channel 182 out of Georgia. They are on the Charter Network, where we present the televised edition of In the News. So I'm very excited to take part in that. That has been going well and strong now for about a year, so continue to stay with us. If you're ever interested in looking at that video, of that televised footage, please simply visit our website where you can find it. Again, the website is www.letstalkamerica with shanathornton.com. Well, everyone, it is time for In the News, where we keep you informed. In the News for the week of May 3rd, 2016, devastating news out of Kenya. A seven-story building in Nairobi, Kenya, collapsed this past Friday, killing at least 12 people and injuring over 130. The Kenyan Red Cross issued the latest information about victims, but numbers may change as there is continuing to be growing concern that some people may be trapped in the rubble. Now, over 60 people have been reported missing by family members. The building collapsed during heavy rains, and witnesses have reported that the bottom floors caved in first. Now, Kenya's National Construction Agency had previously condemned the building, which housed numerous residential apartments. In the news, growing security concerns in Iraq. Anti-government protesters stormed Baghdad's Green Zone in Parliament over the weekend, demanding reform. The Green Zone is the site of the Iraqi government and Western embassies. Now, this past Sunday, two suicide car bombs in southern Iraq went off and killed over 30 people. ISIS has claimed responsibility of the fatal attacks. The United Nations issued a statement saying that at least 741 Iraqis have been killed in April alone from ongoing violence, which is a decline from the previous month. In the news, Ringling Brothers Circus will no longer feature elephants. The giant animals will no longer be a part of the act of the famous traveling circus. The final show was in Providence, Rhode Island over the weekend. The retirement of the elephants came two years ahead of what was initially announced by Field Entertainment, which happens to own the famous circus. Now the elephants will travel to Florida to live in a conservation center. Several animal rights groups had criticized and sued Ringling Brothers for its treatment of the animals. 
In 2011, the company did agree to pay a fine of $270,000 to the U.S. Department of Agriculture for alleged violations of the Animal Welfare Act. Now, the entertainment group did not admit wrongdoing in 2011, but promised to implement new training for all personnel who handled the animals. The circus visits over 100 cities annually. And lastly, in the news, the race for the White House continues. Indiana holds its primaries this week for the Democratic and Republican presidential nomination. Now, Republican frontrunner businessman Donald Trump continues his lead over his rivals with recently saying his closest competitor, Senator Ted Cruz, has no path to victory. The Texas senator recently selected businesswoman and former political competitor Carly Fiorina as his vice presidential pick. Meanwhile, on the Democratic side, Senator Hillary Clinton leads Senator Bernie Sanders with the popular vote and pledged delegates. Now, the Vermont senator has reportedly seen a drop in financial donations and is expected to lay off hundreds of staffers in coming days. Now, as always, we will keep you posted on the latest election news here on Let's Talk America Radio. Now, everyone, that wraps up this week's edition of In the News, but you want to stay with us because next week there, of course, will be more trending news out there. And I would also ask you to join me on Twitter where we keep this news conversation going. The handle there on Twitter is S.S. Thornton. My handle on Twitter is S.S. Thornton. So connect with us, okay? We would appreciate that very much. All right. Well, we are just seconds away from featuring our first exclusive conversation with the one and only, the amazing award-winning filmmaker, Cheryl Ash Simpson. So you want to stay with us, okay? We'll be back in seconds. This is your weekly news talk show. Are you looking for a family-based radio talk show that addresses the relevant issues and concerns of today? You have found the right option. Let's Talk America with host Shana Thornton is your award-winning radio talk show that's for every member of the family. We feature meaningful conversations each and every Tuesday night at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Check out our brand-new website by visiting www.letstalkamericawithshanathornton.com. Let's Talk America with host Shana Thornton is talking Talk radio with substance. Tune in. Hi, this is Leslie. I'm really enjoying the show. Let's Talk America keeps you in the know. Hi, my name is Tina Harrell, and I just love listening to Shana Thornton on Let's Talk America. It's wonderful. Please keep it going, Shana. Hi, I'm Yolanda, and I listen to Let's Talk America. Let's keep it going. Welcome back, everyone. Again, I cannot express our gratitude and our thankfulness for everyone who continues to tune in to this show live every Tuesday night. And if you don't get an opportunity to tune in live, you find a way to go back and listen to the replay podcast. If it's that weekend or it's on your way to work Monday morning or coming home from work on Wednesday afternoon, thank you for sticking with us. We so appreciate and value all of the support. Please keep it going. Well, everyone, it's that time for our inspirational quote of the night where I share an amazing quote uh, that has uh, really resonated and I hope and think it will resonate with you also. Well, tonight the statement comes from legendary tennis great Arthur Ashe who once said, start where you are, use what you have, do what you can. Again, legendary tennis great Arthur Ashe once said, start where you are, use what you have, do what you can. 
can. You know what? I think those words from the great Ash speaks for themselves. Wherever you are, get a start on. Uh, it doesn't matter where you're from. It doesn't matter where you think you're going. You have the potential. You have uh, the stardom to really shine. So always remain positive and make that toughest move, which is often the first move. Keep it going. I wish you much success in all of your endeavors, be it personal or professional. Well, everyone, I'm so excited because we are so close. We're just merely seconds away from hearing from the one and only breast cancer survivor, award-winning and acclaimed filmmaker, Cheryl Ash Simpson. She's going to talk about her tough and courageous battle with breast cancer. She's going to share uh, when she was diagnosed and everything. You want to hear this journey. Uh, It's one of the human spirit, okay? So it's certainly one that we all have in common and we can bond with or over. So you've got to hear from her firsthand. Uh, she's a very unique individual. And remember, we've got some great health segments lined up uh, for you coming up soon. In particular, we're talking about Alzheimer's disease, okay? So you want to stick around for that, okay? Regardless of your age, this is an appropriate conversation for all generations, talking about Alzheimer's disease, talking about prescription drugs. We're also going to end on a very uh, timely interview uh, with a top economist who's going to talk about what's going on in the job market and also how things are looking overseas and how and why that impacts you here in the U.S., okay? So do stick with us. We'll be right back in seconds. Thanks for sticking with your national award-winning family news talk program, Let's Talk America Radio. Regina R. Tate is a Christian counselor, and she's written a book entitled There is a Bomb for That. The copulation is her platform to inspire and spread the love of God. The book is encouragement and motivation to get beyond and through everyday issues and problems using the Word of God. In addition, she shares some accounts of athletes and other well-known people doing admirable or not-so-admirable things to help push across her messages of encouragement. Tate combines her love of sports with her love of the Lord to inspire those of us who are on the Lord's side and others who are seeking reasons to trust in God. Within the book are articles or misses including Hold Fast, Gifts of the Cross, Call to Be Better, and Don't Get Weary, All of which remind us that God is always pulling for us to get to the other side of the room. In the missive, there's a bomb for that. Tate Vince, my head hurts because there is so little tolerance for the diverse prisms through which we see life. And there is a declining appreciation for the myriad ways we have come to survive life. She goes on to explain why her neck hurts, her eyes, her ears, her stomach, her feet, and even her heart hurt. But then she points out that She is not in a woe is me state of paralysis because she says, I have medicine. I have a bomb in Gilead. Her aim with the book is to remind all of us that we indeed have medicine for whatever ails us. Regardless of what the situation or the crisis is, there is a bomb for that. Books may be purchased on authorhouse.com or at amazon.com or you may visit the website thereisabombforthat.com for more information. Hi, my name is Kezia Alford. For more information on my music, please go to keziaalford.com. That's K-E-Z-I-A-A-L-S-O-R-D.com. Or find it online at any digital outlet. I pray that my music blesses your soul. And you are currently listening to Let's Talk America with Jane Lord Thornton. 
Listeners of your national award-winning family radio talk show, Let's Talk America, it is Tuesday night, and we are putting the spotlight on one powerful and moving inspirational real-life story. Right now, I have with me on the line a a woman of substance, a a woman after my own heart. Um, She is amazing in so many forms. I'm talking about the one and only Cheryl Ash Simpson. Cheryl, welcome to Let's Talk America Radio, and we are so honored to discuss your powerful life journey. Thank you, Shana, and I'm so happy to be with you this evening to discuss the journey. Thanks for having me. Oh, well, thank you. Uh, We're putting uh, the spotlight on your life, which includes a a pretty fierce and inspirational battle with cancer. Now, your award-winning film uh, titled Sunshine, Noodles, and Me, I love it, by the way, it chronicles your life, it's awesome, chronicles your life uh, with cancer. Now, briefly share the moments that led up to your initial diagnosis with breast cancer, because it's a moving one where you were looking forward to the most special, or what, shall I say, one of the most special uh, and biggest days of your life. You were getting married. Yes, I was looking forward to one of the most special days of my life. We'll take you back a minute. My world was perfect, so I thought I was doing well in my career. My daughter was doing well in high school. I had found the love of my life who had been courting me off and on, let's say, about 15 years. Oh, wow. So we were getting ready to get married. Um, one day, actually, we got married early September, so in July, I'm driving down the street. I reach over, and I touch my right breast. I kind of felt something, but I couldn't find it again, so I didn't pay attention to it. Okay. In early August, I went to my primary care physician who does my uh, high blood pressure medicine. That's all he does. He refills yes. the prescription. And he walked in the door, and first thing he said is, you need a mammogram. And I thought, mm, this must be God talking to me because he's never touched my breast at all. Okay. And first thing he says, I need a mammogram. So I promptly went and got a mammogram and hiding under this fibroid that I've had forever because the mammogram didn't show that we had to do an ultrasound. Okay. Hiding under this fibroid that I've had forever was this suspicious mass. Okay. Okay. But now that but that didn't necessarily alarm you, right? From what I've heard no. you say previously. Exactly. It did not alarm it kinda of frustrated me that here we are, I'm getting ready to get married and now we have to have a biopsy and I bought my dress and I plan on being cute and it's no cut at the you know, I really don't want to have a biopsy, but it didn't alarm me because I've had biopsies before. Okay. So I went ahead and scheduled it and said, Okay, this is gonna be fine, move on out and um, as you know it wasn't fine. The results came back positive for breast cancer, and that was three days before we were planning to get married. Oh, what an an amazing uh, story you just shared, a real-life one. It's Tuesday night, uh, listeners, and you are tuned in to Let's Talk America Radio. We are on the line right now with one uh, inspirational figure. Uh, She's a real-life woman of substance. I'm talking about Cheryl Ashton. She is uh, the producer, the visionary uh, behind a powerful film titled Sunshine Noodles and Me, and it is... Chronicles her life, her journey uh, with cancer. Uh, now, you three days before you're to walk down the aisle, uh, you are told you're diagnosed with cancer. And of course, no one, Cheryl, wants to hear that word um, at any point of their life. But I- I'm assuming you went on down the aisle, right? Oh, most definitely. When we went down the aisle, we decided not to tell anyone other than my maid of honor and another attendant in the wedding. So we didn't want to bring down the energy. We didn't want people to be sad for us. All our friends and relatives had come for the 
special occasion. And we know it would still be happening special. Oh, wow. Then tell me my surgeon agreed that, yes, you can get married, and yes, you can go on the honeymoon, as long as you didn't think about it while you're on the honeymoon. You know that didn't happen. Okay. As soon as I came back, I would have surgery. So after the honeymoon, that's when we started telling people, and then that's when I had my first surgery. I see. And there was a whirlwind of uh, things just happening back to back for you. You know, we've had individuals on who have survived uh, cancer and other health conditions on uh, Let's Talk America, Cheryl. And everyone is different. And, and I want to uh, just reiterate that again. We've had oncologists on, cardiologists, uh, endocrinologists, individuals uh, in the medical profession, and also, as I said before, those survivors. And no one person is alike. And to say, well, Cheryl uh, survived breast cancer it's going to be the same experience as Lisa. Uh, we know that's not necessarily true. But for you, Cheryl, what was, uh, shall I say, is the toughest thing about cancer? Well, you're right that no one's experience is the same. Because it's you know, clearly different. For me, the toughest thing, obviously, going through the treatments and the surgeries are tough. But the toughest is the not knowing. With cancer, you just don't know what the outcome is going to be. Okay. the unsure of what's next with dealing with any health concern, and we are talking about cancer tonight uh, with Cheryl. You know, tell me this, how important is a support network when one is battling a health condition such as cancer, and we've had survivors on here of of multiple sclerosis, of lupus, uh, many other conditions, Um, but how critical is that network of support, uh, be it your daughter, your mom, your husband, your boyfriend, or whoever? Oh, my, it is extremely important to have that support network. And also, I made sure that my doctors all knew each other so they knew everything that was going on. Okay. You have your medical support. Then you have your, your family and parents, like you said, be it a boyfriend, your close girlfriend, daughter, son. Just people that can continue to lift you up and say positive things about you and with you, and then your church family or your parents, okay. it's, it's very important to keep those people, including your life, but some days your spirits are going to be a little down, yeah. and they can lift you right on up, and then there's those days you just can't do anything. Okay. Wow. So, for me, I remember when I was on chemo, was if I could get out of the bed, take a shower, and I was done. I was exhausted. Oh, wow. There was nobody to make the food. I couldn't do it. So, I remember some of Simone's uh, teenage mothers, they would come over and bring meals for us. Wow, it takes a village, and of course, Cheryl Ashton just reiterated how important it is to have those around you, helping with simple tasks, such as putting something on the stove in the pot, or as you said, maybe having someone with you, Cheryl, praying or saying kind of supportive words, because I can imagine that that road is tough physically, but also mentally and emotionally, right? And and I'm also going to dare to say spiritually, because I'm sure for a lot of individuals, most if not all, uh, it would be a cycle, if you will, of grieving of some sort of dealing with why me, right? Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes, yeah, you definitely deal with why me. You deal with how did this happen. I thought that I was a person that was relatively healthy. I exercised, I ate right. Yeah. And so why me, how did this happen? And with 
You're right. Whatever the condition may be, whatever, malignant, non-malignant, to your point, Cheryl, it's still there, and it's not going to go away, and I am pretty confident if something is there, it will eventually begin to cause the problems. And like you said, you want to buy time, as every oncologist and cardiologist that has come on this show said, time buys you life. And we've got to remember that and not say, I'm going to wait till I'm falling down feeling bad to get help, because then I would imagine our options are very limited. That's right. Change is your options. And I love this, what you said, turn by you life. There's a reason why they decided that you should have this particular test annually or this particular test every five years because they studied and determined that if they find something early enough, it can be treated. Powerful, powerful, life-changing conversation with filmmaker and breast cancer survivor and warrior. We're talking about Cheryl Ash Simpson. You know, Cheryl, let's go back to the film. Again, I'm crazy about this title. Uh, Sunshine Noodles and Me. I happen to love Sunshine Noodles, Cheryl, so what a great name. You know, who did you? <laughs> it's wonderful. I've seen some great clips of it. Tell me this. Who did you make this film for? Well, who did I make it for? I made it for a few people. One, obviously, breast cancer survivors. Uh, two, anyone dealing with adversity. Because it basically shows that you can do anything with love, faith, and wellness. You can overcome. Wonderful. And then I made it because I wanted to show people the Malaysia Singapore experience. I think that's really pretty. Wow, it is. Beautiful area. Yeah, and, and I didn't know how long I was going to be living there, so I wanted to share that, wanted to educate on breast health. And then for me, I wanted to make a gift for myself to say, for my grandchildren, a great, great grandchildren, this is something that your grandmother has gone through. So Beautiful. Beautiful. You know, Cheryl, what can that average person um, right now sitting in Savannah, Georgia, what can they learn from your amazing and inspirational journey? Well, I think with that person sitting in Savannah, Georgia, coming that's just gone through a diagnosis, that one, it can be okay because we don't, we never know the outcome, but with prayer. And surrounding yourself with family and friends, and I keep saying that, that's really important. Yes. That, that you can make it through this diagnosis and try to think of something that you enjoy each day that brings you peace and brings a smile on your face. Wonderful. Because the less stress you deal with with a diagnosis like this, it helps you overcome mm, and to get to the other side helps you overcome and get to the other side, and the other side is victory. We are claiming that for everyone out there dealing with cancer, uh, any medical condition, even if it's diabetes, heart disease, we're talking about the other side of victory for you, maintaining coping. It is possible. You know, tell me this. What's going on with you now? Where are we with the uh, cancer? Your cancer is in remission. 
I love it. I love it. I love it. And I also love, um, I want to go back to what you said earlier in this conversation, Cheryl, uh, that your family practitioner uh, encouraged you to get that mammogram. And, and I love that because it takes a team. We talk about a village, and you said it so eloquently. A part of that village and team is medical care professionals. And in your case, he encouraged you to get that mammogram. And, of course, from there you went on to get an ultrasound uh, where it was detected that there was something not right. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. I love that. I love it. And I, I stood then, I thank God for him, but I stood then changed primary care physicians uh, just because this one happened to be a, a personal friend that I know. And I made sure that my primary care physician, my oncologist, and my surgeon all knew each other. Wonderful. So we go to the doctors and they each have separate information yeah. and talk to each other. I wanted to make sure that my doctors talked to each other, they knew what was going on yeah. with me. And each time I went to the doctor, I had my book that I still have right now that has all the information that he told me about me. Because nobody cares more about me than I love it. I love it. And, you know, uh, medical professionals, be it um, uh, mid-level providers, be it physicians, be it specialists such as oncologists or cardiologists, um, you know, obviously, like you said, uh, they are well-trained. Now, with that being said, Cheryl, um, I happen to know that they have hundreds, if not thousands, of other patients. And they can be caring, but you're right, when they come into the room and Obviously, they, a lot of them now have laptops or tablets or even the papers in front of them, but it may not include every single thing, and I think what you're doing is right on it. We've had physicians come on and say it. Keep the notes on you. Bring your files if necessary because no one's going to love you and be more interested in your survival and your quality of life than you, and obviously you've done that. Well, that's true. You know, I mean, because we have excellent, like you said, excellent physicians and oncologists and everything, but they have hundreds of patients. Yes. So they might inadvertently just miss something. Correct. Correct. Because and we, they have so many. That's you right. know you have, you know what they told you, and you keep those records with you. That's right. And know the guidelines for ourselves. Yes. You know, know that we need to be getting uh, pap smears or get that PSA test, gentlemen, or get that annual stress test if you have heart disease, whatever your physicians are recommending. Don't necessarily depend on the office to call and remind you of those tests. You know, I think that's something that in our society some of us can say, well, if I needed that pap smear or that PSA or that, um, you know, that follow-up heart test, they would have called me on it, uh, Cheryl. I think we've got to take a vested interest in our own health and give us that fighting chance. Agreed. Totally agree. Wow. You know, uh, any lasting words of hope and encouragement for our national and international listeners? Someone right now is sitting in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Uh, they're sitting in Inglewood, California. Um, and they may have just been diagnosed with diabetes. Or maybe they've been diagnosed with lupus. Um, or maybe they're dealing with a mysterious disease that the doctor just can't figure out. Um, or maybe it is cancer of some sort. Maybe it's ovarian cancer. Maybe it's liver cancer. You are a survivor of cancer, but you're so much more than that, Cheryl. You're an individual who uh, is convinced uh, you're on a mission to share love and hope and encouragement to everyone. Any lasting words for that person sitting in Inglewood, California right now, and they're a little down because they didn't want to hear what the doctor told them this morning? For that person who just got a diagnosis, obviously it takes you back, but you're still here. So since you're still here, take the doctor's advice. Okay. And as I said before, try to still find something to smile about and tell your loved ones just what 
happened, what you've heard, so they can walk this journey with you. It's nothing like having somebody walk the journey with you and lift you up when you can't lift yourself up. And then pray. Powerful, powerful. Don't forget every aspect of it to survive. And I love what you said. You're still here. And there is a reason for that. And let's make the most of it. I love it. Cheryl, where can we go for more information on you and this award-winning film? Because I know many of our listeners right now listening in know that you are one powerful speaker and featured guest. to this woman. Cheryl, you're a friend of Let's Talk America Radio. We're going to have to have you back on, but in the meanwhile, keep sharing everything that you're doing with us. It is inspiring. Thank you, Jamie. I'm so glad to be here this evening. You're Let's Talk America Radio. Bold Favor Magazine is the leadership lifestyle magazine where we highlight bold people, organizations, and causes that inspire us to live fearlessly. Subscribe, read, advertise, and enjoy, and understand how 103,000 people have subscribed to our list with substantial followings on Instagram and Twitter. To expand your brand to include professional profiles and spotlights, enjoy a mutually beneficial partnership beyond the magazine, call or email us today, www.boldfavormagazine.com info at boldfavormagazine.com or 866-611-3753. The future favors the bold. Be fearless in all you do. Bold Favor Magazine. This is award-winning medical correspondent Dr. Bob Arnott, and you're listening to Let's Talk America Radio. Welcome back, everyone. You know, an eye-opening new survey shows just how deep financial damage can strike for people caring for a relative or a friend with Alzheimer's disease. Now, the survey finds nearly half of Alzheimer's caregivers are cutting back on their own basic necessities to afford dementia-related care. Now, here with more details of this uh, survey is Beth, uh, Beth Kallmeyer, Alzheimer's Association Vice President of Constituent Services, and Alzheimer's advocate Mary Kubiak, who is in Washington, D.C., our nation's capital, to advocate for some funding for Alzheimer's disease. Welcome to LTA Radio, ladies. Thanks for having us. Absolutely. Now, first, Beth, what are some of the key findings from this powerful survey? In the 2016 Alzheimer's Disease Figures Survey, the Alzheimer's Association found that Alzheimer's caregivers are making enormous personal sacrifices in order to provide care to the person living with the disease. We found that one out of five are sacrificing their own medical care. They're not going to the doctor. Wow. Getting their own prescriptions. Um, we found that another third are making decisions about what kind of food they're putting on the table. Wow. And then significant fact, when, you, when you're thinking about people making decisions about um, how much food they're going to eat or whether they're going to have enough food because they want to make sure that that person with Alzheimer's uh, has the right, right kind of care. Wow, amazing. We often see these people. We often see these people, uh, Beth, as warriors and, and, and very strong people, but um, I guess a lot of us don't think of the pressures they're going through. Wow, very hard-hitting. Tell me this, Beth, how serious of an issue is Alzheimer's disease right now in the U.S.? 
to you. You're an advocate. You're in our nation's capital right now. You're there to advocate for more support for uh, this disease, which, of course, literally can affect any and everyone. Um, what, tell us, what do you hope to accomplish in D.C.? I, I think it's important to, uh, for our congressmen and senators to recognize that it needs to be a priority. We are certainly going to be uh, searching for additional funding for research, for uh, a treatment, and, and definitely a cure. We are also going to be requesting, or, uh, requesting sponsorship and co-sponsorship for legislation called the Hope Act, and we are going to be um, just raising, continuing to raise awareness on Capitol Hill. Wow, amazing. Um, Beth, I, I want to turn my sights back to you, being an expert, of course, being with Alzheimer's Association, um, again, as Vice President of Constituent Services. Um, we, what can someone do? We have listeners from all over. There's someone right now um, on the line from Sacramento, California, and, you know, they say, well, my mom or dad doesn't have it. Um, tell me what can they do, though, to help others? Because, again, uh, we want to do the right thing, which is to help others in general, but literally Really, again, as I said a few seconds ago, Beth, you know anyone can be a victim to this disease. That's right. You know, the greatest risk for Alzheimer's is age. Um, so even if, even if you don't have it in your family, uh, the older you get, the higher your risk for this goes. And so in terms of what people can do, they can um, think about uh, when they're planning for retirement, they can think about long-term care and how they would cover that. And if somebody does have a diagnosis in their family, they can really educate themselves about what their, what their own resources are and what resources are available in their community so they can make a plan uh, to, to make the most out of, out of the resources that they do have. Wow. Uh, where can individuals go listening in right now for more information? So anybody that's impacted by this disease, uh, there's lots of tips for caregivers at ALZ.org. I love it. Beth and Mary, thanks for being on Let's Talk America Radio. Thank you, Shannon. Thank you, Shannon. Yo, what up, world? What it do? Look for country flies in the building. It's renovation all day, every day. Hustle never slow, cause we radical. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Mr. Country Fly. And if you're looking for shows, updates, new music and videos, visit www.mrcountryfly.com. That's www.mrcountryfly.com. Coming to a city near you with an open heart, cause we street the gentlemen. Ease up. of your national award-winning news talk program, Let's Talk America. Well, you should know 
that dozens of biological drugs that treat a variety of conditions like arthritis and cancer go off patent in the next few years. Now, experts predict that uh, it will trigger a surge of biosimilar uh, treatments. Now, these new uh, biosimilars are raising some questions over issues around regulation that affect physicians and also the patient, all of us. Now, here to explain what this means to you as a medical consumer is rheumatologist and chairman of the Alliances for Safe Biological Medicines, Dr. Harry Gatwater. Uh, welcome to Let's Talk America Radio. Hi there. Thanks for having me. Oh, thank you, Doctor. Now, you have to tell us more about uh, this new breakthrough. You know, what does this mean to the average uh, American? Because we're not physicians like you. Uh, it, uh, I think it's going to be just a wonderful, wonderful thing for uh, patients with these chronic and serious conditions that uh, these medications are treating. Um, there's a family of medicines called biologic medicines, and uh, these include uh, medicines used to treat, as you said, cancer and arthritis and multiple sclerosis and so on. And um, these are very complex, large molecules that are made in living cells, and so it's difficult to manufacture them and uh, produce them and, and uh, make sure that they're purified and uh, you have to give them by injections or infusions. And so biosimilars are, are very close copies of these medicines, but because these are very complex and large molecules, you cannot make an exact duplicate, and that's why it's called a biosimilar. A lot of people refer to these as generics, but uh, it's really not a fair comparison. Uh, chemical medicines you can make in a test tube the comparison really between, say, aspirin and one of these uh, biological medicines is between a house and the Empire State Building. Oh, wow. It's just the size complexity is huge. So having more options and having more of these medicines available um, is going to be just a wonderful thing for uh, patients and physicians to have more choices about treating folks, and um, these are really miracles. Now, how exactly uh, would you expect a surge to come for the number of new biosimilars on the market? Well, there's um, many medicines that are coming off path. Okay. So uh, these uh, presents, you know, presents an opportunity for uh, folks to make biosimilars. Uh, there's at least uh, 60 applications now at the FDA for biosimilar medicines to, for them to go through over the next uh, few years. And, uh, uh, the World Health Organization estimates about 40% of applications for new drugs um, are biologic medicines. So this is really the wave of the future, and, and it's wonderful because it's going to um, improve lives uh, for uh, people with large serious illnesses. Listeners, you are tuned in to your National Family News Talk radio show, Let's Talk America. We are speaking with uh, the one and only Dr. Gutwanter. He is a pediatrician and rheumatologist with more than three decades' experience in treating children or youth with, excuse me, with chronic diseases and disabling conditions. Wow, Dr., you uh, certainly have seen a lot. Tell me this, based off that experience, okay, that expertise, what are some of the benefits? that you expect patients to gain from using the drugs? Well, as I said, these are miracles, and uh, yes, I'm old, and I've been treating folks <laughs> really started not having anything that could uh, you know, do very much for kids with arthritis, and now um, we have to come up with definitions of cure because uh, of these biologic medicines. So having more of them available, having the cost come down, um, and um, having more choices uh, of what we can do to um, help uh, both children and former children uh, with these chronic illnesses is going to be uh, just huge. 
also tell me this, you're talking about um, biosimilars, which uh, you're saying there can be great benefits for anyone, our children that you spent decades treating. Um, adults that are out there, we have listeners who have sent in information that they have lupus, they have uh, different forms of cancer, they have multiple sclerosis, they have diabetes. We have a lot of patients out there with type 2 diabetes. But, you know, the question comes up for them, doctor. Now, what sort of regulations um, or standards are in place to protect us? the patients, be it any member of our family, to ensure product safety. That is very big. Of course it is. And, and your patient safety um, with all of these medicines is uh, first and foremost. And so there are a number of different levels of um, safety. First, at a national level, um, the FDA you know, goes through uh, very rigorous uh, checking to make sure that each uh, molecule is exactly what it's said to be and it's going to do what it such as yourself or other types, doctor, and they have always emphasized um, communication between physicians um, and the patient, regardless of what it is, be it the common cold, influenza, or be it uh, rheumatoid arthritis. You know, as a physician, you've seen a lot. I know you've worked um, with children with chronic diseases. You know, how important is it for that patient sitting, listening to us right now in Savannah, Georgia, to say, you know, if you have questions, feel free to speak with the physician or even the pharmacist about the different drugs they put you on because you're a physician, you have the white coat, you sit on the opposite side. Some may not want to ask a question that they think is silly, doctor, or they'll say, well, you know, if the doctor's putting me on the medicine, it has to work, right? But if they're having issues, I know you would agree, uh, bring it up. Oh, yeah, this is a group participation, you know, and we're all working together. And, you know, when I see folks, you know, I'll see them, you know, for 15, 30 minutes, you know, every uh, few months. Um, and, you know, certainly from my perspective, family and, and, and these kids are, you know, they're, they're there 24 7. So I'm trying to extrapolate from what they're telling me. And um, you know, we're all in this together, and I know some things and they know some things. So working together in collaboration among everybody on the healthcare team, you know, family, um, and including extended family, as well as pharmacists, all physicians, therapists. Everybody involved needs to be talking to each other, and um, you know, I, I just think that there, there are no silly questions. The more um, patients know what they're getting and what to expect, actually, I'm very lazy. That means the less I have to do because they're going to know more, and um, the outcomes are going to be much better. 
awesome. And, and before we close out, since we're talking about drugs, um, obviously that if issues come up, right, side effects, um, I know that you would emphasize do report those, right? Because I know sometimes people say, well, I have this really horrible headache, but I'm sure that's just a common side effect of the drug. But I know that pharmaceutical companies um, try to keep account of what's being reported. And sometimes patients aren't forthcoming with physicians about that. Oh, absolutely, and, and you know, the more information is always, always better, um, and we need to, to uh, you know, keep track of all these kinds of things, both big and little, um, about it. Uh, there is a national reporting system um, with the FDA so that um, if uh, I you know, have a patient that uh, has a problem, whether or not I can take any medicine or not, uh, there's the ability for me to report that. on that because there are things we, um, there are some things you can't do anything about, but you certainly have to address your disease. You've got to see medical um, help, that's for sure, not live in fear or silence. He is the chairman for the Alliance for Safe Biologics. I'm talking about the one and only Dr. Harry Gutwater. Uh, doctor, where can our listeners, our national and international listeners go for more information about everything you talked about tonight? I'm making it our website at safebiologics.org. Um, or through the FDA website, which is FDA.gov. Um, there's a wealth of information there as well. Thank you. Have a great evening, sir. Thank you. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. Do you need to see a doctor today and can't wait two weeks for an appointment? Are you tired of waiting for hours on end in the emergency room? Well, good news. Get Well Urgent Care is open seven days a week from 10 a.m. until 10 p.m. Dr. Baruti and his well-trained staff specialize in minor surgical procedures like keloid removal, IV therapy, telemedicine, and a six-month physician-supervised weight loss program. Get Well Urgent Care is located in Douglasville, Georgia, Interstate 20, Exit 37. Call 404-937-3508 or go to www.getwellga.org. Welcome back, listeners of your national award-winning news talk program, Let's Talk America. Now, middle market and small business executives show an overwhelmingly positive, upbeat attitude towards the performance of their own companies in the year ahead, fueling plans for growth. That's always good for the market, especially the job market, right? The 2016 Business Leaders Outlook, a new report to be released out very soon, I surveyed over 1,300 senior executives from the middle market as well as uh, over 950 small business owners and decision makers and found that most have a neutral or optimistic outlook towards local and national economies while they express greater levels of pessimism. Uh-oh, the P word when it comes to the global economy. Right now, I am excited and honored to have on with me Jim Glassman. He's an economist with J.P. Morgan Chase. Of course, we know that name very well. Uh, welcome to Let's Talk America Radio, Jim. Thank you. Okay, we've got to get to the survey. What does it mean to the average American? It means good news is still coming. It's been happening. 
Uh, frankly, you know, you, you look at the job market, a record number of people have jobs. There's a reason why you're feeling, you're feeling more congestion on the commute to work. And what it means is that the business community, especially the smaller business community, which hasn't really felt the love um, until recently, uh, is thinking about uh, their expansion needs, is optimistic. They are optimistic about the outlook. They're thinking about staffing needs. Their biggest challenges are finding people, finding people with the right skills. Well, that's good news for workers because what that means is businesses are working harder to help get trained for jobs they have. Um, and they're thinking about uh, more generous pay increases to try to retain people. So okay. honestly, when I, when I hear businesses across the country, when I visit businesses yeah. and everybody is talking about the challenges they face, it's all music to my ears because it tells me that you are – what you are listening to is a growing pain that come with an expanding economy, and that's good news for workers. It, 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 uh, it means work, businesses are having to work harder to find people, and pay levels are going to reflect that. But let's hone in on the supply of talent, the workforce that is skilled, right? Because, uh, hey, there are lots of people looking for jobs, but if you're looking specifically for a certain type of worker, that skill set can vary for who you're looking for. Uh, what's your perspective on that when people say, well, I want someone with this type of engineering, but that's very limited coming out of the college world? Yeah, and uh, what I tell them is, you know, people grew up a while ago thinking that I'm sure their parents were telling them, look, we don't do manufacturing in the U.S. anymore. anymore. It's all yeah. going abroad. Yeah. And that's just not true. And I think okay. the problem is, if you grow up thinking that I don't want to go into manufacturing, why bother learning math and shop class and okay. programs and all that? So now what's happening is people are finding out that there are opportunities in this. And so kids are probably having to rethink what courses they take. Uh, obviously, you don't learn a lot of what you do in a business, in a business from college, but you can pick yeah. up in job training programs and shop classes. And a lot of our businesses are developing in-house training programs, and we in the business community are much more focused on getting money into job training programs. So to me, it just you can't turn into a tech, you, you can't get the technical skills overnight. It takes time. Okay. I, I think what it tells you, it'll happen. Over, over time, we're going to see more and more people. They'll find what, where the opportunities are. And that, for, that, that you won't be hearing businesses complaining about this over time because uh, kids will figure out where the opportunities are. You are listening to your national award-winning news talk program, Let's Talk America. We're on with economists from J.P. Morgan Chase, the one and only Jim Glassman. Jim, you brought up uh, what you call the myth that all the manufacturing jobs are overseas. You're saying that's not um, always true. Let's hone in on international business right now. The, as you know, uh, several of the primary candidates or primary presidential candidates have brought up uh, jobs moving to different countries, different uh, areas of the world. Um, we know know that things have changed from 30 years ago, though. We know that. I know you're saying there's still manufacturing jobs here. But what can we expect to see when it comes to um, job movement in the next 10 years? For those who are in middle school right now and they plan to get out of college one day and go to work in the manufacturing industry, will that just be a dream? You know, I think, um, to me, I cheer what's taking place globally because we've got a lot of impoverished folks around the world who are trying desperately to try to develop their economies and catch up to where we are. And what that means is there's a lot of new markets coming, and our businesses are tapping into that. And so the way I would look at what's going on globally, yes, it's, it's, there's more competition, 
But the fact is, and you know, it's easy to identify the jobs that went to China and Mexico. Okay. But this is creating new jobs, and it's hard to figure out where those are, but I think for all of us, the pie is growing. And what it means is that the business opportunities are going to be much greater because of what's going on in Asia and other developing economies. You're an economist, of course, and a claim one, Jim, but social media has changed everything in the last five years. You know, how has social media impacted business? You know, it's, it's bringing information to us much faster. It's giving businesses opportunities to keep on top of things better. I mean, it's obviously challenging because things move very quickly, but I think it's a real, I think it's a real asset for business community because they're able to get their message out to a broader audience. They're able to communicate with their employees more effectively. They're able to understand to get feedback better. I, I, I think, uh, in general, on net, this is a very big positive for the business community. And for, it's, it's a reality, and okay. it's a way to improve your business operation if you know how to do it, if you use it smartly. You know, Jim, uh, we've had business owners on who expressed concerns or sent us comments saying, hey, I get it, but I don't have the funding to get one of my employees to just do social media. It's taking from other projects at the job. Um, I know you're an economist overall, but, I mean, you're saying it's something they have to do, but, you know, they're looking at sales, they're looking at revenues, they're trying to look at what's coming back in, and a lot of them are cutting social media or public relations or media relations. You know, it's the reality of the world that we're moving into is uh, more information is available to people. They're getting feedback. You, you, if, you, if you think about you have to think, use a little imagination to understand how this could be valuable to you as a business. If, you, if you're using social media to figure out how are the customers reacting to your business, what complaints do they have, it's absolutely a necessity. So I, I think, you know, obviously we're all, you know, businesses are always challenged by you know, coming up with the resources, but I think there are a lot of opportunities there, and I think if you look at people who have successfully used this, you can probably figure out where you ought to be devoting those resources. I think this is an important area for businesses in the world that we're moving into. Let's Talk America is speaking with the Managing Director and Head Economist for Commercial Banking of J.P. Chase, and we're talking about Jim Glassman. Close us out, Jim. Uh, you know, revenue, sales, big things that matter to a lot of our small business owners that listen to this show. What are the expectations going into 2016 and even 2017? You know, that's always the uncertainty for them because that is the meat and potatoes of their business. Our folks are still relatively optimistic that the outlook is positive for revenues. And as I, as an economist, should be able to endorse that because we are still in a recovery. We still have more work to do, and that means more revenues, more earnings, more business out there. Um, as we get more and more people back to work, people who dropped out earlier. So I think the, you know, the message from our business leaders is still, still optimistic. It's still you know, time to think about your future needs and your staffing needs. And um, still pretty promising. I think 2016 and 2017 hold a lot of promise for, for small businesses. Wow. Of course, the economist Jim Glassman on, and he's with J.P. Morgan Chase. Hey, where can our national and international listeners go for more information about all of the information you shared with us tonight? Now, if you go to our website, uh, jpmorganchase.com backslash business leaders outlook, you can find a lot more color from the survey that we just took. Thank you, Jim. Sure. Hi, 
But welcome back, everyone. What a full, complete show tonight. Thank you for joining us. You have to join us next week, same time, same place. We're going to have new topics we're discussing, new exclusive interviews with the leading experts, advocates, and celebrities out there. So you have to stay with us. Do connect with us on our website to see our upcoming show guests and featured topics. You can visit www.letstalkamericawithshanathornton.com. Do stay with us, okay? And send us all of your feedback, what you think of the different exclusive uh, interviews tonight, our guests. If you have a suggestion for a future show topic, let us know. We certainly take those into consideration. And a lot of our segments are actually based off the suggestions of our listeners. Thank you so much for supporting us out there. We do appreciate it. All right. Well, a friendly reminder again, Let's Talk America Radio will debut this Saturday, May 7th, 2016, on the one and only WAEC Love 860 AM radio station in Atlanta. If you're in the Atlanta area, do join us in your car, or please let your family and friends in the Atlanta metropolitan area know. Um, Also, you can join us online, even if you're in Texas or California or Washington State, and you can find us out there by putting our name in your favorite search engine. All right, everyone, uh, we are going to close on some amazing music by a a very talented vocalist. His name is Donrico Colden II. Donrico Colden II. The song is Sing to Me, Sing to Me. Check it out. It's a pretty cool track. All right, everyone, we shall chat next week. Keep this news conversation going. Views expressed by our guests are their own. They do not represent Let's Talk America with host Shana Thornton Radio. All content original, copyright 2016 by Paget and Thomas Enterprises, LLC. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord.